We interrupt your regularly scheduled program with breaking news from the nation's capital up in Washington, D.C. What's that? Oh, it's not about Trump and Biden? Oh, my goodness. No, it's about Russell Westbrook and John Wall. The Houston Rockets and the Washington Wizards had flipped point guards. Um, and honestly, it's kind of an interesting trade because they both kind of do the same thing. Um, I just think Westbrook is not injured and John Wall's on a contract that's not as expensive as Westbrook's. Jackson, what's your thoughts? Um, see, my thoughts are I would rather have John Wall on my team just because, as you and I have discussed, Russell Westbrook, what's that? Russell Westbrook is a great player, but notice how many wins that they got when he was scoring triple doubles. It was not very high. To me, Westbrook is a selfish player. John Wall appears to be that way to a lot of people, from what I but from what I see, the man wants to win, and he wasn't getting that in Washington. You put him with this Houston Rockets team that, uh, yes, they're up and down a little bit, but you know they still have technically have James Harden on the roster. They went and got DeMarcus Cousins, put Boogie and John Wall back together, and who knows what could happen. We I mean, could my, see some My thing is, is, how many players have to go to Houston before we blame James Harden? Like, how many coaches get fired, and how many players go to Houston before it's finally James Harden's fault, you know? Like, yeah. oh my goodness, it was Dwight Howard's fault. Well, then it was Chris Paul's fault. Well, then we they brought in Melo. Now it's Melo's fault. Well, before, you know, around about Dwight Howard time, it was um, the coach at the time that played for the Celtics back in the day. Kevin McHale. It was Kevin McHale's fault. Well, then, you know, they, they tried Chris Paul, and then this year it didn't work out. So it was Russell Westbrook and Mike D'Antoni's fault. Like, when is it James Harden's fault? When is he just a selfish ball hog who – really doesn't fit with anybody and the only people he can play with is secondhand stars who don't need the ball and they just spot up but you can't win in the nba with just one star player exactly when is it his fault i i think i think what you're gonna see is that if he does end up get traded and he goes to the nets the nets are gonna fall apart and then everyone's gonna be like oh james harden is not the player we think Yes, he's a great scorer. He's a great athlete. I mean, you you've you've watched obviously. I mean, the man can go off any any given night. But how many times does his teammates score more than thirty when he's scoring fifty? Like, look at LeBron. This is, like as much as I hate LeBron. Look at what he's able to do. He's one one of the greatest to ever play the game. But he knows when to make sure that everyone around him also plays better. I mean, AD is phenomenal, and I think AD's, you know, just now hitting his stride. That can That's up for debate. It depends on if you include his injuries or not. But I think he's just now hitting his stride, and you put LeBron and AD together, I mean, I'd take those two just about any day of the week. I mean, but... Harden has been playing some selfish basketball ever since he left OKC. And realistically, if he got it through his head to go back and play like he did in OKC and not necessarily think like, oh, I have to be the number one scoring option, I think he'd be happy because he probably would win something. Yeah, my thing is, is like, I saw a post on Instagram. It was like, Russell Westbrook shows up two hours early to practice when he gets traded to a new team that isn't a championship contender. And he's getting older and needs a championship contender. Meanwhile, James Harden is 
what should be a championship contender with John Wall, him, Boogie, and key pieces still there. And he still hasn't reported the practice. Now, whether or not that's COVID-related, we'll find out later. Um, but, I mean, it's just like that's the guy you've put your money in Houston. Like, that's the guy you've been around all these years. You went through these coaches, went through all these trades and stuff. Um, you got rid of a good GM and more. Like, you, you've done all this stuff because James Harden. And he's just not there. He's not reporting. Like, I think it's either time to let him go or just, like, get him on board and say, hey, this is what we've got. You're either on board or you're not. We need to know now. Like, don't let him sit there and stall you out. Because you have John Wall and you have Boogie both coming off injuries, yes. But if they're good to go and you think they're good to go and they're healthy and James Harden is committed, you trade him, not to who he wants to go to, to anybody, because he doesn't have a trade clause, anybody, and get the pieces you need to try and make a run in the West. Agreed. And, I mean, I saw... This is gonna, this is gonna, you know, appeal to the younger generation. But I saw, I saw TikTok. It was the, it was the Houston Rockets, and who was it? John Wall in the gym by himself, putting in work after he just got traded. Like, like you said, Russ is showing up two hours early to put in work. John Wall, who probably was not expecting to be traded at all, um, putting in work, and James Harden isn't even like doing anything like oh hey you know what yeah this is COVID related but dude I'm pumped to get back in the gym and you know work with John but you know like what I'm reading on ESPN is that the Rockets coach is saying that Harden is a holdout and that there's no timetable of when when he may be coming so it's like Harden if you want to win might want to change your mentality man Welcome back, everybody. This is Sports Brain Podcast. I'm Jackson Powers. That's Caleb Bennett. Howdy. We want to give a big thank you to everybody for hanging in there with us. We took last week off, but we're back this week, back bigger than ever, or so we hope. But speaking of taking a short time off, hey, honestly, Caleb, honestly, we are back bigger than ever. It's post Thanksgiving. I'm I'm fatter than ever, guys. <laughs> So you, you know what's you know what's surprising is that I didn't gain a pound from Thanksgiving. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know if I did. I'm just assuming I did because it's Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the exactly. assumption everyone should make. So we are back bigger than ever. We, we are back bigger than ever. But I mean, speaking of short breaks, it seemed like the NBA season just ended, and this weekend preseason is starting. Crazy! It's just crazy. crazy. So like like I compare it to like high school sports. And how long they got shut off. So, like, basketball-wise, like, we ended in February, early February. And then, like, we just got started back at, the like, October 31st. So, like, you've got that long time off. NBA mm-hmm. guys who have, you know, played this long season, and obviously they got time off before the bubble. But, I mean, didn't they just end 1st of October? It, it seemed like it was, I don't know, middle of October. Like, LeBron and, and Jimmy Butler were playing almost – I thought it was going to be a Thanksgiving. Not Thanksgiving, but a Halloween yeah. NBA final. And, like, and then, so, like, so, like, for the NBA, and I get it, they've been wanting to crack down on these rest rules for a long time. But for them to crack down on resting now after giving the, giving the players like a two and a half month offseason, I, I just think mm-hmm. it's a bad time to roll that out. Because well, normally, normally they get July, August, September, and most of October. That's four months. You're cutting the offseason in half. Yeah, but they're not. They're not enforcing a stronger rest rule. They're actually relaxing it. 
No, no. They they enforce a, they force a strong one a strong one today, saying that any time a player is rested in a national televised game or a primetime game, it's a hundred thousand dollars if they are out for rest. Then oh they re-emailed back and said that as long as it's not a nationally televised game, that it won't be fined. But you know, yeah. like when you know, a couple of years ago when the Spurs went and traveled, and I think it, I think they were playing um the Knicks or something like that. But you know, it was a primetime television game in New York. I can't remember when it was, yeah. but Pop set Duncan, Ginobili, and um, Parker, <laughs> and just like and so and they so, still won. Well, I think they won, but but it's like people bought these tickets to this game. People tuned in to watch, and the three best players, you know, we had Kawhi then, but like at the time Kawhi yeah, wasn't like, Kawhi yet. The three best players are sitting yeah. out, and it was like it wasn't no notice either. It was just like game time decision and rest. And so they've been like cracking down on it, but like they they were they rolled this new one hundred thousand dollar fine out. After a two and a half month all season, and I just I don't know, I, I like it for primetime games, but at the same time, it's just like you picked a bad time to roll it out. Yeah, but like I'm glad that they came back and said, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna relax. If it's not a nationally public publicized game, feel free, feel free to to sit them. Like, thank you. Like, yeah, otherwise, yeah. You're, you're you're looking at you know you're looking at a lot of players who are probably gonna say, ah, you know what." I'm boycotting. <laughs> yeah, well, the only issue is, is like, so like for, for my Clippers, Kawhi got and still does, he gets sit on back-to-backs. If we have a back-to-back where it's like Bucks 76ers, both those are primetime games. So now yeah. he's playing back-to-backs or we got we to gotta absorb a $100,000 fine. And and so it's just like, I, I don't know. Because like, yeah, it's easy to, yeah, we, all right, we're going, we're going to play the Knicks, okay? Yeah, we're sitting Kawhi, no one would care. It's not a primetime game. But, like, you could go play, let's say, um, the Kings, who are a right-around average team, might make the playoffs, might not, and that could be a primetime game just because there's no other games on, and now you can't rest him. Exactly. And so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how players adjust to this because, I mean, like, headline on ESPN is, you know, saying some NBA stars will make their season debut, debuts after less than 80 days off while others haven't played in nearly a, a year. So it's well, like, yeah, one, one thing, one thing <clears throat> you'll see also is like, okay, so let's say LeBron has a back to back and he can't rest on the second night. Cause it's all a primetime game. He might only play like 20 minutes that night. So I'm saying yeah. they won't rest so, him. He'll be, he'll, he'll suit up, but like, will he actually play? So I'm saying there, yeah. there's still ways around it. And so it's going to be interesting to see how this rest rule affects, honestly, the outcome of the season. Yeah. Because, like, like I said, you know, there's some people who have – there's well, majority of people haven't played in a year. They're, quote-unquote, going to be fresher because they've had more time to, just to, to be in the gym and shoot and whatnot mm-hmm. and let their bodies rest. But then – It'll be interesting to see some of these guys, you know, may come out and just ball because, you know, they're not taking much time off. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's still the, a lot of wear and tear on their on their body, you know, not having a long time after playing an ex- what what technically feels like an extended season since it, they got a little bit of a break earlier on, but then they just kept going and going and going. And not like, like I said, there's a preseason, but it's like what? Five games, three, three games. Yeah, it's like three or four games. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But I mean, that's how. I mean, most of the preseason have been like five games, and they've been like, okay, we're going overseas. You you're gonna play a quarter, just show the fans, and then 
we're going to let some young guys run and see what we got, see who gets the two le- two way contract, see who gets cut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but so there's, like no, there's no preseason never been a league. big thing. Yeah, but there's no summer league either. To and, exactly, and that's and that these these three or four preseason games, these will not be for LeBron James. Like if LeBron plays more than a quarter in four pre, like not even like per game in in four pre, if LeBron plays more than a quarter, I'll be surprised. This is for those second round picks that you drafted, and you're going to see, okay, you know, can mm-hmm. he even like show us something in these games? And it, it's for your um, like Lamelo balls. He'll he'll play three or four quarters in all these games just to get run, just to see, you know. Oh, yeah. Showing what the NBA is like before regular season starts because the, the the Hornets are playoff hope. Like they have a lot of playoff hope this year, so they need Lamelo to be ready right now if they have playoff hope. Yeah, and I could see you know that last preseason game, LeBron suiting up and playing a whole quarter with what would be potentially the Lakers starters because exactly no, they, they've no, got, like, got a new they got a new roster realistically if you look yeah, at yeah and 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 LeBron might like he might start that first game because it's the first game. But if he plays, like, he won't play a whole quarter. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, he'll just get out there, get a little run. But, like, yeah, I agree. He could play a full quarter that last game. Um, but now, speaking of LeBron and the Lakers, one thing that I want to touch on is, and, you know, it's obviously an easy pick, but who do you think the best in the West, best in the East, who's coming out of the West and the East to play in the finals this year? So, I mean, it, like you said, it's such an easy pick. Like, you almost don't want to pick it because it's so easy. But – yeah. If LeBron and the Lakers don't come out of the West, it better be because of injury. But um, I'm going to go with the Lakers as my team to come out of the West. But I'm going to give you a, a little bit of a dark horse here. Um, if they get the right matchups in the playoffs, I think you could see um, potentially it actually being Golden State because they got Wiseman in the draft to help down low. They still got Draymond Green. I know they don't have. Clay Thompson, but they went out and got Kelly Oubre, and they've got Steph coming back. I mean, they look good, but obviously the team to go through to the NBA Finals in the West is the Lakers. I mean, that is just a stud of a roster. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm going to pick my side while we're on the West. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, obviously the easy pick is the Lakers. If they don't have injuries. They'll they'll come out of the West. They're way too talented, way too many veterans. It just it, it works. The, the all season worked too perfect for them. Honestly, it actually aggravates me how perfect. But I'm gonna pick the team they're gonna be playing in the Western Conference Finals. I don't think they're gonna win. So you picked your dark horse, you know, which is could be mm-hmm. Golden State playing them. One of those right. two go home. They won't beat the Lakers unless the Lakers are injured. They won't beat them. But the Lakers the Lakers are gonna play the Dallas Mavericks in the Western Conference Finals. Ooh. That's my pick. Not my Clippers. Not my Clippers. Not the Denver Nuggets, who I love to watch because of Jokic. Um, Not the Golden State Warriors. Not not any of these teams you think. If the Lakers are playing somebody in the West Conference Finals that aren't the Clippers, it's going to be the Dallas Mavericks. You know what? I I really like that pick, actually. Um, So I I would like to see that. Um, It could be a good matchup, and it could be a tough matchup for the Lakers Kind of, I think. Um, obviously, you got Luca, and you've got Chris. You got KP, um, and I mean, just those two make it tough to guard. But they've got so many other. Just I guess you'd say small pieces around them. Um, you know, the the right pieces that fit there that aren't big names that that make them tough. So uh, I'll be intrigued to, to to see how they do. 
But so that's the West. So we're thinking Lakers, Golden State, or Lakers, Dallas in the Western Conference Finals. But we we both got the Lakers coming out of there. Uh, yeah, um, that's, that's obvious. Yeah. Now moving to the East, a lot of people want to think Brooklyn because of KD and Kyrie, but I actually don't see Brooklyn making it to the finals, the the Eastern Conference Finals, even actually. Um, oh. Yeah, I know that's a that's a little like interesting, but I think the obvious choice to be in the Eastern Conference Finals is Milwaukee. Um, you gotta go through Milwaukee to get there. Now they had an early exit last year. Um, <clears throat> it was last last year was a weird year for everybody. Miami is still going to be tough. I still think that they're a piece or two away, um, even though they made it to the finals last year. Um, so I'm going to say Milwaukee, and I want to say hmm, – see, this is a tough one for me. I want to say either Philadelphia or somebody that people wouldn't expect, Atlanta, to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Against Milwaukee, um, I could see Atlanta upsetting someone first round, depending on how they get. They would have to get a four seed or something like that, or a five seed and play the four. Um, no, I mean I, I'm not picking Philly to win the East, but Neither I am picking I. Philly to, I am picking Philly to, to to make the Eastern Conference Finals. I love if they did. They went and got shooters for Ben Simmons and Joel to play around. Um, they they got rid of Al Horford, took all that big size around Joel, and so now you're looking at like. Let's just say Seth Curry, uh, Danny Green, um, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid. Like that is a lot better looking starting lineup if you're talking offensively for them. Now defensively, they're going to struggle. Danny Green's a good three and D guy. Ben Simmons can play defense, but Joel doesn't move his feet well, and Tobias is mediocre. Seth Curry is going to get exposed on defense because Ben Simmons can't. You know, like he's always had that other guy to guard the best guard. Danny Green can do that, but when you go and play Brooklyn and you've got Karis LeVert, Kyrie Irvin, and um, um, KD. Dinwiddie on the on, on the other team, like, okay, Seth, who are you guarding, you know? Like, right. who, who are you going out there and you shut down? Nobody. Um, right. Wait, when did Danny Green go to the 76? I didn't, even, I didn't see that for some reason. Like, I yeah, completely that, missed yeah, that. That happened. That happened. Because the only thing that I remember about the 76ers was Dwight going. Dwight went. I just remember they got two shooters, and I'm pretty sure Danny Green was the other one. I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty so, sure. It was so they got, they got – Yep, Danny Seth, Green and Seth Curry. I was right. Yeah, Thank Danny you. Green. Yeah, well, I mean, okay. I, just, I, just, I just forgot. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pick Miami to come out of the East again. If, if, okay. if, Milwaukee, if Milwaukee plays Miami, Miami wins. Now, if Brooklyn plays Miami, I think Brooklyn wins. Miami has got it figured out how to guard Giannis. They, they've just got it figured out. Yes. As a franchise, they've got Giannis. It's like, it's like the, the Pistons back in the, back in the early <laughs> 90s. They the just knew boys. how to guard Jordan. No one else could do it. <laughs> exactly. They just knew how to do it as a team. And Miami well, has got it figured out. Okay. If Miami plays the Bucks, Miami goes each the final. If they play the Nets, the Nets go. Um, just give me the 76ers. And somebody, but the 76ers don't win it. Whoever plays the 76ers in the Eastern Conference Finals is going to come out. I'm going to say Miami or Brooklyn. I'm not taking the Bucks. I can't bet on the Bucks. And look, Drew Holiday, DJ Augustine, Torrey Craig, Brian Forbes, Bobby Portis, Nick Stalkus. 
that's a lot of new faces to bring in on a shortened off season and a shortened season and to gel and, and make the finals. I mean, you, I, I just named off three, four, five, six new guys that they brought in. That, that's a lot of new guys yeah. to go out there and make the finals with. And you got to yeah, think, too. <clears throat> I mean, I know that KD is great. I mean, KD is one of the best right now. But he still hasn't played with Kyrie. So those two still have to mesh. They play, they've, they've played Team USA before. Yeah, but... And they've, and they, and they've <clears throat> been together for a full year. That's my thing. But they didn't play last year because they both but, were but, hurt. But but they've been together. They've they've played pickup together. You know what I'm saying yeah, like they yeah, like, yeah that's they've true. gelled for a year Versus, and they didn't they didn't yeah. have much turnover on their roster either. So like they yeah, basically just said true. we have a good roster if Kyrie and KD aren't hurt, which they do. And they went and got Steve Nash and they said let's run it back healthy. And if they're healthy, Brooklyn is tough to beat for any team, for even the Lakers. I mean, you're yeah. talking DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen at the post. I mean, oh, yeah. KD, I about, Kyrie, Dinwiddie, Lavert. I mean, that's just uh, oh, that's man. a lot of offense, man. Uh, I don't. Know. It, it they they've got a lot of pieces. They've got and and they, they I don't know. It, can, it's, can, a, it's, a I, it <laughs> it's a lot of good going on. It's a lot of good going on for someone to stop. Yeah, can can I can I change? <laughs> Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn, Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. There, I, I'll take the 76ers versus uh, Miami. And Miami's going to win, or I'll take the 76 over Brooklyn. Brooklyn's going to win. Um, just for the sake of picking one, I'm yeah. going to take Miami just because I love how Miami plays and Tyler Euro. <laughs> I mean, that's a, those are those are good, two good reasons right there. Uh, but, speaking of Tyler Euro, um, you know, he played at Kentucky, and Kentucky is on a plummet right now in basketball. Oof. Whew, just, how, how do you lose to Richmond? Dude, it's, it's, if, if you watch, by the way, Richmond is ranked number 19 now because of that win. And I love that so much. Um, if you watch Kentucky basketball right now, they, they can't space the floor too. consistently. Oh, my gosh. They, they can't. Kentucky cannot space the floor consistently at all. Dude, what, what is wrong? And, like, it's not – it wasn't even a close uh, – okay, I say it wasn't a close game between Kentucky and Georgia Tech. I mean, you look at the score and you think, "Ah, eh, that's not bad." But like, that's a that's a seventeen point loss, yeah. and you're you're supposed to be a team that, if healthy, could make a kind of a dark horse run at the at the championship. I'll, I'll, let's put it this way: an elite eight run, an easy elite eight run. But like, um, you lost to Georgia Tech. By seventeen, and you lost to Richmond. Yeah, I, I don't want to get I don't want to get <clears throat> Kentucky right now. I know they always do this. They never play. They never play great in the early season. What I want to focus on is my my thing in college basketball this year. There is an obvious. Now they can get upset. Teams get upset in college, and they flip flops. There is an obvious big three, and I would even say big four. I just hate talking about the school. That's the fourth one. Gonzaga, Baylor, and Iowa just look miles above everyone they play. It's not even a question. Now, Michigan State is good as well. They they're very good. You know, nobody but, likes but, them. Yeah, but 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 <laughs> Gonzaga, Baylor, and Iowa just look miles ahead of everyone they played. There's a lot. There's a lot of good college basketball teams. Like I've watched Texas. I love watching Texas play this year. A very good team. 
Um, I've watched a little bit of Illinois play. Very good team. Uh, mm-hmm. Kansas is ranked fifth right now. I think that's high. I don't think they're that good of a team. Well, um, I've even watched Arizona State play. Love watching them play. Yeah. Like There's a lot of good teams this year. Texas Tech isn't bad. North Carolina is good. they got size. But Gonzaga, Baylor, and Iowa and Michigan State, they are miles ahead of the field right now. Miles I'm, ahead. I'm intrigued to see. Now, obviously, this is Wednesday when this comes out. And so the night before – it's Creighton against Kansas. I'm excited to watch that game. I think they will prove a lot for both teams. Is Kansas really as good as people think they are with the ranking? Kansas, Kansas might win <clears> that <throat> game just because of size, but it'll be very close, and I don't think people realize how close it's going to be. And people kind of mm-hmm. look at Kansas and be like, oh, what's going to happen when y'all go and play Baylor? Yeah. Like, like, it, like that's – it's – I and, I mean, you also got West Virginia – and then, like you said, um, Texas, Texas Tech—they got to play those teams because they're all in, in the same conference. Yeah, the the big the Big Ten and the and the Big Twelve are stacked with basketball this year. Mm-hmm. Stacked, absolutely mm-hmm. stacked. Absolutely. I mean, they, they, we're we're not even going to like my Michigan Wolverines. They're undefeated. They had a close game with Bowling Green. I get that. They're not great. They're not great. But like, they were a top twenty-five. and They had a close game with Bowling Green. And they knocked them out. Like, yeah. that's a tough road. That's a tough road game. For anybody in the Big Ten. So, like, the Big Ten and Big 12, it, it's just going to be like they're going to be beating up on yeah. each other. But the thing is, is they're <clears> going to play so much good talent that when, you know, Duke, all Duke has to play is basically is. Virginia Tech and North Carolina as far as, like, strength. Florida State's not that good this to me, year. honestly. Louisville's year, not that – like, Louisville and Florida State are ranked, but they're not that good. To yeah. Me. Like, they're so not the, on that the, – so, so, like, they've got to worry Duke's about young. Sequence. Don't be surprised if, if Duke falls out of the top fifteen a little bit this year. I don't think they're that good. Exactly. I think North Carolina is much better than Duke. Yeah. I think Texas is better than Duke. Um, but we had picked some Final Fours before, and so I just want you to like. So we're three weeks in. You've seen some basketball. Pick a Final Four right now if you had to pick one. Pick a Final Four. Um. Well, I. So if you base it off of this right now. These rankings, yeah. like you say, okay, we're going into the tournament. Obviously, your four number one seeds are Gonzaga, Baylor, Iowa, and Michigan State. Um, I see Gonzaga, Baylor, and Iowa all go into the final four. Michigan State, that's a toss-up. Um, I would like to see it be Illinois. I would like to see Illinois be that fourth team. As much as I would love to say Creighton because they're ranked eighth, because and I like Creighton, I can't say that they are a final four team without seeing them play anybody big after watching them play Kansas. If they play Kansas really well. And if they beat Kansas, then I could say, you know what? Creighton's a dark horse, but right now I'm going Gonzaga, Baylor, Iowa, Illinois. And that's two big 10 teams. That's, that's saying a lot. Um, I'm going to go Gonzaga. I, I think Gonzaga is the best team in the nation. Um, they have a little bit of issues with size off the bench. I'm going to go Iowa. I think Baylor's going to get upset somewhere. Baylor is not a Final Four team. They're an Elite Eight team. Yes, but they're not a Final Four team. Their defense is great, but they, they're not ready. They're not going to get there. I'm going to go Michigan State as much as I hate to say it. They're miles above the, the rest of the, the, everybody else as far as, mm-hmm. you know, I think. So two Big Ten teams, and my last one's going to be Villanova. I watched Villanova play three out of the five games they played, and all three they played, they have looked excellent. Um, Texas could not miss from three last night. Could not miss from three. 
um, or yesterday during yeah. lunchtime when they played. And, and Villanova, Villanova still won. Pulled out the win. Pulled out the win. I mean, they literally – Greg Brown is going like one of 15 on the season, and he misses a lob, dribbles out to the three-point line, and jacks one and makes it with a minute and a half left and brings it back yeah. within one. And Villanova's like – so you're, you're playing against that, and you still win against a really good Texas team who has a lot of size. That Texas team is massive, mm-hmm. and they're one, and they're four, five, and three. So um, – Or five, four, three. So what's interesting – is that you know you're like Villanova and Creighton are in the same conference. They don't play each other this year. It's kind of weird. It's it's really weird actually. But yeah, conference tournament. Uh, yes. Yeah. So so I mean you've got the conference tournament, but like I'm looking at Creighton's schedule right now. You know they've got they've played three games, so they're they're three zero, and they've got one, two, three, four, five, six games left on the on the schedule. So conference tournament. Will say a lot because their only other toughish, and I say toughish, they've got Kansas. That's a tough game. Um, and after that, UConn, maybe Xavier. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, so the Big East isn't really a thing right now until Creighton Villanova play, and I would love to see that actually for the conference championship game. Yeah. Um. And so I, with your pick, I would say that Villanova is the team to beat Baylor in the Elite Eight. I'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's <clears> gonna be it's gonna be Villanova, one of the Big Ten teams. Yeah. They, they won't put they won't put Gonzaga and Baylor in the same in the same bracket. It's just even if Baylor gets upset once or twice <laughs> in the regular right. season, or Gonzaga, yeah. they, they're not it's just because like coming in, everyone knew they were gonna be two of the top five. I yeah. just don't see them getting put in the same bracket, but we'll see. And, and who knows? Brackets could be d- done weird this year, just off like because of COVID. They could do brackets because of area, like how the area is. Ooh. And so, like, there could, like, Iowa and Michigan State can end up in the same bracket just because they're close to each other and they want to kind of keep everybody in the same area. See what I'm saying? That would, that would so, be so interesting to see. So, so I mean, you know, if you my, my, pick, my pick could be nullified right now just because yeah. of how the bracket's set up. And, and brackets will change. Yeah. I'm just saying, if, if I had to pick oh, a yeah. Final Four right now, if they said, hey, pick your best four, pick your top four teams. Like mm-hmm. I said, Baylor is miles ahead of everybody, but I just don't think in a tournament, Baylor can go out there and win um, uh, four straight games to get to that final four weekend. Yeah. Um, you know what? I can I can see that. And to touch on your topic of, you know, if they did it by area, you probably have four of the top five. No, of the top, you have four of the top six teams probably all in a bracket together. Iowa, Michigan State, Kansas, and Illinois. Yeah. And realistically, you could throw Creighton in there because they're in Nebraska. You could, you could you could throw Creighton. <clears throat> you could throw West Virginia in there. Like you could like there's uh, a lot you could of throw teams. Wisconsin. There's then, a yeah. There, if you, yeah. you can go down the line on the top twenty five right yeah. now and look at that area, Ohio State, Rutgers, like well, yeah, not no, Rutgers, but Ohio State. Yeah, because you could throw I. You could throw Baylor, and Texas, and Texas Tech, Houston, Houston, all in a bracket together. Um. And then Arizona State, honestly, San Diego State. You can throw uh, them in the you, you throw, you throw them over with Gonzaga because no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking if they're, if they're going to do area, if they're going to do area, they're going to do southwest, kind of northwest. Uh, they're going to do northeast and southeast, like it would, like it would be kind of mm-hmm. separated into four brackets of the of the U.S. I think you could, yeah. So I mean, realistically, you could, you could include the the Baylor, Iowa, Michigan State, Kansas, Illinois, Houston. Creighton, Texas, Texas Tech, 
Ohio State, maybe all in a bracket together. Oh. And Houston. And then you've got your you've got your Duke, North Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia Tech, Virginia, um, Louisville in a bracket together. And then Gonzaga's out west, right? Like I'm not crazy. Like yeah, Gonzaga, Gonzaga's yeah. in Washington. <laughs> Which like you only hear about Gonzaga come basketball time. You don't hear about them any yeah. other time. Um, yeah, let and- me tell you what you're not hearing about <laughs> is Gonzaga football. Oh. Let me tell you what you ain't got to worry. Well, let me tell you what you ain't got to worry about is a bracket because there's only four teams in the that in the football playoffs, and it is getting nitpicky at the top. Let me tell you about that much. It is getting crazy. One in- one thing I want to touch oh, on before we we go into numbers and, and all that. Yeah, Notre Dame right now is ten and zero. Besides Coastal Carolina, they're the only top ten team that has played ten football games. That Clemson's is. played ten; they're nine and one. They've lost to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. The Raging Cajuns are nine and so, one. But, but my, my thing is, it, it, Notre Dame. They go to the ACC championship. They lose to Clemson. Did they get put in, or does an undefeated Cincinnati team get put in? If Clemson beats Notre Dame. If Clemson beats Notre Dame and they both have one loss, and let's just say they're both eleven and one, mm, I think you got the way you're looking at it right now. I think you got to put it in terms of you, you got to go Texas A&M first because but, but but Texas A&M ain't, Texas A&M is going to get you know what I'm saying they're not even going to make the conference finals, right? So they're going to be which this is where it come, becomes really. And they've already really- got beat by Alabama, so you know they're not a better team than Alabama. And so my thing yeah. is, Florida's going to go in. Florida's going to get beat by Alabama. So Florida's got two losses. They're out. So my, I'm saying it's Cincinnati or it's Notre Dame. If Now, that's if Notre Dame loses. If Notre Dame wins and beats Clemson, Cincinnati's in. No question about it. Yeah, it's... It, it's yeah. To, to me, if it's done right, it's Cincinnati or Notre Dame. I get Texas A&M, an SEC football team, yada, yada, yada. They only lost to Alabama. But if they can't, you should be. You should have to make your conference final, win or lose, conference final, to get into the college football. If you they're would, do you would think that, but you, the you way you have to, I know, that, that, I know you don't. Alabama has snuck in time after time, and Georgia has as well with with that. Because I remember Alabama played Florida one year because Florida beat Georgia early in the year, and. SEC championship game, and Florida lost. They got pummeled, but Georgia snuck into the college football playoff because. They only had one loss. It was to Florida, but they had, I guess, supposedly a better resume because it's the SEC. Like, that's that's what's crazy. Now, what's interesting is Iowa State's got to play Oklahoma again in the Big 12. I'm not saying that Iowa State should be in the conversation, but, like, Cincinnati, I, I don't know. I what What stinks is that I wish the SEC and the Big Ten were doing what the ACC is doing. The ACC decided to do it great this year. Number one, number two, top two teams play each other for the championship game. Because I would love to see Ohio State versus Indiana again. I would love to see Alabama. It's going to be Florida. But, I mean, technically it would be Texas A&M because Texas A&M beat Florida. You know, I'd, I'd like to see that happen again. You know, like there's some stuff that I would like to see happen. And that's just that's just how it is. But – you can't get that because, like, what if Indiana goes in and beats Ohio State? Ohio State's no longer undefeated. 
And if Clemson beats Notre Dame, then you have a really interesting conversation. Like, yep. does Indiana deserve to be in there? And all this other stuff. Like, now, it's going to be very interesting to see when the college football playoff rankings come out, how high Coastal Carolina jumps after beating BYU. That game was fun to watch. I don't know if you got to watch any of it, but BYU's coming into that game, I'm pretty sure averaging a, about 35 to 40 points a game. And Coastal Carolina came to play. Yeah, I mean, they, they've, they've, they had no percentage chance to make their playoffs before that game. They have a 2% chance now. Dude, it's, it's, I, I don't get it. But something that aggravates me on. is why why the University of South California USC still has a chance to make the playoffs. Because, like, can we just can we just exclude the Pac-12 from the playoffs the, this year? The, the Pac-12, they're, nobody, they, like, they're going to be undefeated because the Pac-12 is garbage. Nobody in the Pac-12 is good enough to play with a top six. They could maybe beat, you right they could now. maybe beat Cincinnati. No, I know Cincinnati. Cincinnati would beat USC. Mm. That needs to be. I need that as a bowl game. If Cincinnati doesn't make the playoffs. I need Cincinnati versus USC. Cincinnati would beat them. Okay, okay. Speaking of bowl games, there are a lot of bowl games getting canceled. There's going to be hardly any bowl games any left, but I need at least the New Year's Big Six, and I've got to see you. I'm right there with you. Give me USC against Cincinnati. If Cincinnati doesn't go make it, and obviously USC better not. I want, um, I want Cincinnati I want versus USC, and I want Indiana versus Florida. You know, you know what's going to end up happening though, because of the the stupid conferences. It's going to be Indiana versus USC, and Florida, Florida versus Cincinnati. Florida versus Cincinnati. And Florida, Florida beat Cincinnati, and Indiana will kill USC. Dude, Cincinnati versus USC would be the better game. Indiana versus Florida would be a better game. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what. I give me USC versus Coastal Carolina. That'd yeah. be a game. Wait, give me give me Cincinnati versus Coastal. No, Cincinnati would win. Yeah, uh, I don't Cincinnati know. would win. Cincinnati's mm. better than BYU. Oh, I don't. I just want to see a non-power five school destroy USC. <laughs> destroy USC. <laughs> the, honestly, a non-power five school would beat any. Pa- I just hate the Pac-12. Like, is that is that wrong of me? No. It, I mean, am I? Am I, I it's a, it's a little biased. I hate the Pac-12. I mean, I'm right there with you. They haven't done like, anything I to, since I used to love, I used to love Arizona basketball, <laughs> but I, I just – anything else in the Pac-12 just makes me want to vomit. I hate the Pac-12. Hey I, just, hey, I might be going out to the Pac-12, but I won't become a fan. Yeah, as long as you don't become a fan, like, I don't <laughs> I, care. I, I will like, never, ever leave Nebraska – Nebraska boy at heart <laughs> forever and ever. I don't care. I mean, speaking of hating the Pac-12, you know, we, you know when we bring the most hate to the Pac-12 – it's in a segment we call Spread, Spread the Bread. The Bread. Dude, I'm hungry now. I'm, I'm Honestly, hungry. I just spreaded the bread and ate some Subway right before. So I am Ooh. full, but I'll still spread that bread for you. you Wait, know what I'm saying? Yes. I, I do want to touch on one quick thing before we spread the spread. I know that's we just two I, weeks. That's I two weeks in a row. You've that's two weeks in a row. You stopped spreading the bread. I know because I pulled up the, you know, this week's games and I saw something that reminded me. And it's crazy. Did you see the end of the Louise, the Raging Cajun versus Appalachian State game? No, no one saw the end of that game. Like, what okay, do you mean? Okay, 
the Raging Cajuns are up 24-19, and they purposely go and take a safety. Oh, I did see that game because the snapper was literally throwing. The what snapper the- was literally throwing. Like, he had to get paid off. Dude. The long snapper was garbage. You see that video? <laughs> he would dude, he was throwing it a mile above the above the kicker's head. I know, but still, it's it's 24-19, and they they hike it on offense yeah. and just run all the way back to the end zone and take a safety. I'm like, what are yeah. you thinking? Yeah. So like that Literally, that, that made no Literally sense. just could have ran because they could have ran the ball. They could have like ran it that far back and then just chunked it downfield and maybe yeah. they get an interception at the one yard line or something. And they tackle him there. Like there were so many other things that could have happened than taking the two points and giving them a chance to win the game. Exactly. It made no sense. And with that, let's get eaten. Now, with that being said, since Jackson did interrupt spread the bread, he can't pick the first game and it's gonna devastate him because it's a big game in the college football world. Charlotte versus number 21, Marshall. This is in West Virginia, in Huntington, West Virginia. The line is Marshall 19 and a half. I think I can speak for Jackson when I say, give me Marshall by 30 plus. Um, I know I can't pick this game, but why is Marshall still ranked 21st after getting beaten by Rice? Rice. Because the rice wasn't salty. Uh, Alabama versus Arkansas (laughs) in Arkansas. Number one, Alabama. There is no line on this game. I think it's in jeopardy of getting canceled, honestly. Um, I hope not. uh, But either way, Alabama by at least 30. Uh, Alabama said – they didn't come out and say it, but they showed it in the way they play. They had something to say last week against LSU. And um, Devontae Smith, whoo. That boy put on a show. Give me Alabama by 45. Uh, the next game, Michigan versus Ohio State. If this one gets played, we shall see. Ohio State is at home in this one. They're favored by 29. I was going to say um, – I just want to say a quick for prayer sanity. for my Michigan Wolverines <laughs> that this game isn't 50 points because we are terrible this year. Um, give me Ohio State by 35. Lord bless my Wolverines. Dude, dude I hate to say this. But, um, oh, it's going to be bad. Oh, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. Like it's going to be. I'm, I'm going to say Ohio State by 42. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, and I'll blame you. That was a touchdown more than mine. I wouldn't put it past. I wouldn't yeah. put it past Fields. So uh, the next game, it's a number eight team versus Missouri, but don't let the rankings fool you. This is a six and two versus a five and three team. This could be a good game. Yeah, I'll still take Georgia. Um, there is no line on this one yet for some reason. Again, who knows with COVID could be in, th- in threat of getting canceled. Um, give me Georgia by 15 plus. I'm going to say give me – this is this is going to be my upset of the week. Upset of the week. Give me Missouri by three. Hmm. Interesting game. Knock out Georgia, knock Georgia down a little bit, which could make it for a big change in rankings. Not really. I mean, true. They're they're not making the SEC. They're not making the SEC championship game, and yeah. It, oh yeah, it, but it, I mean, their ranking will get knocked, but not. They won't change the football playoffs. It won't change football playoffs, but it could change bowl games. Ah. I don't want to see Georgia versus USC. I want to see Florida. <laughs> like, come no. on. Number eleven, Oklahoma, at Morgantown, West Virginia. <laughs> To play the Mountaineers, Oklahoma's favored by thirteen and a half. Give me Oklahoma, but not to cover. Give me Oklahoma by twenty. No, Oklahoma Sooners. Not to cover. 
Been playing, some good, been playing some good football. All right. Northwestern hosting the Illinois Fighting Illini. Um, Illinois, I mean, not Illinois. Northwestern looked complete. Like, Are we I'll, sure Northwestern's hosting? Yeah. Evanston? Okay. They're, they're, did you not know that Northwestern's in Illinois? I knew it was in Illinois, but I thought Evanston was Illinois, not Northwestern. Mm-hmm. not going to lie to you. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, isn't isn't Dad from? Didn't he go to Illinois, uh, to Northwestern? He no, he went to so many places. No, he, I thought he worked at Northwestern. He, I know he went to FGC, he, but he's went to five thousand places. <laughs> um, another game. I'm gonna pick Northwestern, but I'm not gonna pick them to cover. Illinois has been playing decent football the last week. They have, um, and I, I really want to pick Northwestern to win this game to help out Nebraska. Northwestern <laughs> by ten. But give me, yeah, give me Northwestern. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Give me Northwestern by 10. Uh, I I don't know because they did just lose to a horrible Michigan State team. I say horrible even though they beat Michigan, but, like, Michigan State is piss poor. But anyway, Coastal Carolina coming off a big win against BYU. They're going down to Troy, Alabama. Play the Troy Trojans. They are favored by 13 and a half. 13. I almost said 13 and a half. It's 13. Um, I think they're going to ride this momentum and they're going to win by 21. Coastal Carolina still riding the momentum from the College World Series win back in the day. Um, Coastal Carolina will win this, but again, I, I don't know why I'm picking the not cover this week. Give me Coastal Carolina by seven. Dang, what's wrong with you? I don't know. I'm just not feeling the numbers this week. That's understandable. So you got. You got a very interesting North Carolina team going to Miami to play Miami. The line on this is only three and a half. Now, North Carolina is a good offensive team. Um, they've they've lost some games that they obviously should not have. Uh, they should have beat Florida State and they should have beat Virginia. I get the loss against Notre Dame, but do does North Carolina show up against Miami or do they? Uh, yeah, I'm thinking North little, Carolina by seven. Okay. Um, I'm going to say North Carolina by 10. Yeah, I just – we've been North Carolina believers all year. Um, Miami kind of let us down in that Clemson game. Yeah. Just didn't show up at all. They've been quietly in the top 10. Like, they've been yeah. quiet sitting there at number 10. And, I mean, it'll be interesting. Obviously, there's no way that they can get into the ACC championship game, but it, it'd be interesting to see see what could happen. Um. Obviously, it's it's been slated already that it's Clemson versus Notre Dame for the ACC championship, which is going to be played on the 19th. So both of their seasons are done right now until the 19th. Clemson and Notre Dame, that is. So, next. Purdue, Purdue? at Indiana. Number 12, Indiana. Indiana team, I'm still high on. Still wish they'd be Ohio State. They almost had it. Didn't play their best football and still almost took it home. I know. Um, Indiana's favored by nine and a half. Um, You know what? Give me Indiana by 17. Give me Indiana by 10. They're going to cover, but barely. Um, They are without Michael Penix Jr. for the rest of this season. Hope he has a speedy recovery with his ACL. I would have loved to have seen him stay healthy for the rest of the season because he was playing some great football. Um, but their backup's playing well as, as well. 
So I'm going to still take Indiana in this game. What's next? Wisconsin going to Iowa City, Iowa. Number 16, Wisconsin versus number 19, Iowa. Mm. I mean, this is this has got to be the game of the week, right? I mean, maybe yeah. North Carolina, Miami. The uh, line is the line is one in favor yeah, of Iowa. That's a very <laughs> odd line. I'm gonna be very honest with you. I'm, I'm assuming they're they're guessing someone's getting missing an extra point, right? Like, <laughs> um, I'm gonna take Wisconsin in this game by three. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Iowa by three. Iowa's played more. They look like a better complete football team. Wisconsin, obviously, everyone thought that they were going to be high and then COVID hit, and so they, they've had some ups and downs. But I'm still going to take um, I'm still gonna take Iowa. It hurts, but I'm going to take Iowa. What's the next one? Next, we've got Cincinnati going to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Number seven versus number 24. Both undefeated in the American Conference. Can Tulsa pull off an upset? Six and one versus eight now. The line on I mean, this I is call, twelve and a half. I, I called the Tulsa upset a, a week or two ago, um, but I, I don't think they upset again here. Um, I think Cincinnati, you know, just kind of wraps this one up. I don't want to say early and often. I think it's going to be a close game at half. I think this is going to be a really good game. Uh, you know, Tulsa's battled with some good teams, Oklahoma State. You know, from there, uh, Cincinnati by ten. Ooh, so Cincinnati's not covering. Okay. Give me Cincinnati to win this game, and they're going to win by, you know what? I'm going to go with a seven. Speaking of seven, when you go out west, you can always go to the 7-Eleven. We've got number 22, Washington, versus number 23, Oregon. Um, Jackson, get me out of the Pac-12 as fast as possible. Oregon's favored by six. Give me Oregon by seven. Give me Washington to win this game by three. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, oh, that was a close one. Sorry. Well, sorry. We're, well, LSU versus number six, Florida. We're back in the SEC now. I was kind of losing my mind a little bit. We were in the Pac-12 for yeah. a little bit too long. You okay? Can, um, can, can you drive? <laughs> yeah. No, no, normally, normally you kind of like every time you talk about Pac-12 football, you kind of lose your brain cell or so, and I lost him in here right there talking oh, about gosh. it. Gosh. Um, number six, Florida in Gainesville versus LSU, a team that is just – First of all, depleted from COVID, they had a down. They all their whole offensive line got drafted. Their quarterback got drafted. Receivers got drafted. Defense got drafted. Like it's just a bad year for LSU football. Um, didn't have a great recruiting class either, so it's not like they had all these talented freshmen coming in. Uh, give me Florida and Kyle Trask by thirty-five. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I may, I may think you know it may be more, but it's easily thirty-five. Florida by thirty-five. I don't know if I don't know if it's more. Um, of course, Florida's defense. You know, LSU did score on Alabama's defense, but they, I mean, they scored I, on I, freshmen. <laughs> so what? Um, I I think I think LSU will score some, but thirty five. I mean, it's I don't know. Florida's offense is way too good for LSU's defense. I mean, I'm right there with you. But anyway, so we go to the Big Twelve next, and you've got Oklahoma State visiting two and six Baylor. The line on this which is surprising, is only six in favor of Oklahoma State. Mm. Um, I'm going to take Oklahoma State. Um, I'm going to take them by 17. I was trying to give a number. That's what I was struggling with. I'm going to take them by 17. If this, if this was a basketball game, 
I would stop whatever <laughs> I was doing in life and watch this because Baylor versus Oklahoma State it's going to be a, a fun game to watch this year. All um, right. Remind but, me when that game's on TV and I'll watch it. I will. It. Oklahoma State by 17. Give me Oklahoma State by 10. Um, for some reason, this the, Vegas knows something is up. I mean, the line is six. So – Something's up. Um, Matt Rule must be going back to Baylor for one game. Thoughts? I guess maybe. Hey, uh, we we gotta take a quick detour. We gotta make this as quick as uh, possible. Um, uh, 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 number twenty USC visiting UCLA. USC by three. I'm gonna take you. Uh, give me UCLA for the upset, just 10. for the fun of it, because no one cares Ooh. about Pac-12. Thank you. All right, UCLA by seven. All right, and then we've got technically this is technically. Pac-12, but not because we have BYU. You got BYU hosting San Diego State. Does BYU bounce back after losing to Coastal oh, Carolina? Yeah. The line on oh, this is yeah. only 16. Yeah, B- BYU by 25. I'm right there with you. Give me BYU by 28. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's all the games that we got for this week. But oh, we have one more. No. We have one more. It's postponed. Oh no! I love, I love, I love talking about old Miss and Lane Kiffin. <laughs> yeah. Come on, why y'all want to do that to me? Oh, uh, uh, that dude, that dude is so much fun to watch on the sidelines. Like he just, he does his own thing. You know what? I honestly thought, like, look, like looking at this game, if this game were to be played, I'd honestly would pick Ole Miss as an upset. Texas A and M has not, they have not played good football except for one game, yeah. and they beat Florida. Oh, Ole Miss plays a Ole Miss plays a fun brand of football, man. They just throw that thing around. They do, dude. You know what I love is that looking at the playoff predictor. This was one minute ago. BYU still in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and Coastal is Cincinnati is nah. and like why is Oregon and Wisconsin like this has got to be old. It says one minute. That's got to be something old. Like okay, one day, one day ago, Coastal Carolina. Yes, thank you. USC, no. Get out of here. But anyway, that's it for Spread the Bread. And before we sign off, I would like to discuss a little bit of some LCS basketball. Oh, you don't want to discuss that right now. Uh-oh. Um, so we're, we're doing good. Uh, we haven't, we've only played six games. We're four and two. Um, now, those, one of those losses, we're, we played a Thanksgiving after – a day after Thanksgiving tournament. We played one game at 1230, one by 30-plus. Um, and then we, we took one game off and played immediately afterwards against a lot better team than we played before. Long, athletic, um, had a lot of energy. And we only, we only lost by seven. Now, that was after fouling as well. So, honestly, we lost by four. Uh, so, that's one loss. Uh, we started district off with a 85-34 to 34 win against uh, Wayne Academy. That a um, boy. So that was one of those. And then uh, we, we went to Bowling Green down in Franklin, Louisiana, Friday, um, Friday night. Uh, started the game off terribly, honestly, after watching film. We only had like a couple good offensive possessions where it's like we actually got a great shot out of it. The other ones are just four shots and stuff like that. We went up to ha- we went up in the halftime up one, even though my point guard got two fouls in the first minute of the game on some dumb calls, like stuff that was just like they're just looking for a call. Um, game goes on. Bowling Green goes like – seven or eight of 12 from three just can't miss. So we can't make a three. My best shooter couldn't find the rim. Um, and then there was one ref who literally did not call a foul. I've watched films. So I can say this with confidence did not call a foul for us the whole game. Oh my! Goodness. And he had us on the offensive end, which means he did not call a foul on Bowling Green the whole game only on us. And so finally in the fourth quarter, he called one on my post player 
on a moving screen. And so I just let him have it from across the gym and he gave me a technical one. I had to sit down. Um, when I got the technical, we were down one. They made both. We, we got down three and then we played the foul game. And of course, like I said, we couldn't shoot and we lost by nine. Um, but we have another big game tomorrow, uh, Columbia Academy, which is a big rival of ours just because they're in our district, not because, you know, we care about the school. Right. Um, they're, they're, they're a top three team in our district as well, as well as us in Bowling Green. So it's going to be a tough game. Uh, they're real fast. Uh, they're not really big. But they, they play fast. They play downhill. They press a lot. Um, so we just have to we, – we have to control the basketball. But, yeah, man, LCS basketball, uh, we've got a lot of potential, but we just ain't there yet. Yeah. Well, uh, but, you know, that, that comes yeah. with having three new players come in um, on a COVID-shortened offseason and stuff like that. Right. And, well, I, I wanted to get an update because the listeners haven't gotten any type of an update, actually, realistically, this season. So, you know – we're, we're looking forward to hearing some more, and best of luck to you against Columbia. Uh, I know that's yep. a big a big game for you. And yep, we've got Columbia, Ben's Ford, and PCS this week. Two really big games, and then Ben's Ford will just be, well, it'll be a blowout. Well, you know what? We're, we're looking forward to hearing some more updates, and, you know, I am, and I know I know our, bu- our, board, uh, our boy, JT is in full support as well. We both want to see you get to the district championship, man. We're 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 rooting for you, no matter how far away we are. We believe in Caleb Bennett for coach of the year in the state Jeez. of Mississippi. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Mississippi. Um, no, nah, I don't know about <laughs> that either. There's a lot of great coaches in Mississippi, and I'm 22. Hey, I'm still very still very young at it. I mean, if you if you go out and uh, you know. If you go out and win a state championship, I mean, Mississippi uh, State, state, state is very state, state is very achievable for us. We just have a long way to go. We have the talent and we have the pieces. It's right. just got to jail better, you know. And, and yes. it's only the first of December. It sucks that our second game in district just happened to be our our second and third game in district. Our, it play right. is the other two top teams, and yeah. so you know that loss looks bad, but it's still. You know, first of December. So one oh, loss. Yeah. You, you've got. You don't want to say to it ruin, You don't want to say it ruins your season. But if we lose tomorrow night, well, there's no way we can get the first seed in the district anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of does like ruin what we have planned as far as like because if yeah. first seed in regular season, host district. And so we would love to host district. So tomorrow night is very important for us. Well, uh, best of luck to you. And I'm going to leave our listeners with this as we're recording. I am watching, watching, uh, watching the Washington football team versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Steelers are about to lose their first game. 17 seconds left. We'll see what happens. You'll hear about it next week in the podcast, maybe. This has been Sports Brain Podcast. Like I said, I'm Jackson Powers. That's Caleb Bennett. We appreciate you all. Find us on all the social medias, Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Find us on Facebook. Go look us up, Sports Brain. We post all the time. We update, you know, get you notifications, push notifications on, everything like that. We we post to our Instagram and Snapchat stories. If you're friends with us, you should be able to see that. I know that both those stories, at least for me, get over 100 views. So easily, let's let's get the podcast up to over 100 views. Let's do it. Facts, facts. All right. Peace and love. See y'all.